appreciate the presence of God today, right? Um, you know, I'll just, I'll say this, you know, we often say we're one church in two locations. Today, uh, we're one church in many locations. And, um, you know, I was thinking, even before I get into the message today, it's really easy for us as a church. Um, you think different when you're going through times of difficulty and crisis. And we sometimes in the church can become event-centered or building-centered. But I was thinking today of the body of Christ all across Berks County, maybe around the world, the U.S. You know, we're joined today as one church in many locations. And I, um, I'm just grateful for that. Um, obviously, things are changing. You know, for the ne- next week, we're going to be having church like this. Um, anything that we've had here, obviously, is going to be postponed or it's going to be canceled. We're going to connect in a different way. Uh, thank you for your, your giving. I mean, it is amazing today how church has changed and uh, I know my giving is happening today automatically, so we're really grateful. But I, I was thinking about this today, and I think we need to do this in times of difficulty, is what am I thankful for? Uh, why am I, what am I grateful for? And uh, I was thinking about this today. I'm grateful for the United States of America. I'm grateful for our leadership. Um, you know, human government created by God. And, and I just want to say this, even though we may differ politically or with policy or the way we're going to solve things, I, I, my prayer during this is that we would be reminded that we are the United States of America. Uh, maybe you've said amen loud enough that I could hear it at 1110 Snyder Road, but let's stay united in this time. And uh, so I'm grateful for that. Um, I also want to say that I'm grateful for our congregation. I uh, many of you, you know, I've had conversation with, uh, you've given leadership. Uh, God's given you the strength in our, our families, obviously, in businesses, in schools, uh, in hospitals, uh, so many ways, local government, whatever it may be. And I want to say thank you to the church this morning for living out your faith. I'm grateful for our team and our church leadership, for the elders, for our executive board. I'm thankful for our staff, our volunteers, um, the impact that... Uh, they have made, and I don't want to go through the list, but, you know, in all my years here, this has been a very challenging week. It's been a a whole different week, not only for us, but for our community, for our country, and obviously for the world. Uh, I want to encourage you today just to stay prayerful, to stay supportive. Uh, Again, we're doing today what we're doing. We're having church this way, not out of fear, but out out of respect, out of working together, all right, out of support. And uh, I want to encourage you to do that. In fact, uh, our president has declared today, made this day a national day of prayer. And we, that's part of why when we hit this pause button in our life, let's spend more time praying. Let's pray for our country. Let's pray for our leaders. Let's pray for wisdom and uh, solutions, God, to this corona, uh, coronavirus. And so we're going to pray right now. I'm going to just take a moment and pray right now. Well, join me there in your home, your family, whatever, wherever you're watching this service. So God, we thank you today. We thank you that we can trust your providence, Lord. We thank you that we can trust your word. And Lord, our futures belong to you. And so, God, we join with other Americans. We join with GT Church, Lord, all around this community, God. We know there are many churches, God, that are doing their services online today, but we are the body of Christ. And so, Lord, thank you that our president has asked us to pray as a nation. And God, we pray that in our times of difficulty, Lord, that you can and will help us. And so, 
We trust you today. And I pray, God, also that you will speak to us today through the word of God. Thank you for the strength and, and uh, hope that you give us, Lord, in the word of God. And I pray your blessing as we look to your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen wherever you are today. Uh, so we do want to welcome all of you today. Um, we certainly uh, welcome all of you, but our students, our kids are obviously part of it. They're you're having church today with um, them in your home. And can I just encourage you as we get ready to go into the Word today? Uh, again, I'm thankful for technology. I'm grateful that we can have church this way. I thank God for our media team that's here today allowing us to, to communicate the Word of God and to have church in a different kind of way. And I, I want to encourage you, if you're watching online, you obviously can get involved in the chat. There can be connection and there can be community with that. Uh, even this week, may I encourage you, students, kids, all of us, you know, be in touch with your small group leader. Let's connect with each other by phone. I know there's, you know, social distancing and all those things, and I get that, and we're obviously supporting that, but we can also stay connected. You know, one of our GT values is we change our methods, but never the message. And I thought about that today. Think about how, you know, thank God that, that we have the methods we do today, but we're grateful that the message, the message of the Word of God never changes. And so we're grateful for that today. And so as we look to the Word today, I want to ask you a question. We often talk about the bottom line or we talk about the big question. So I want to ask you a question today. Um, how many of you ever struggle with worry? Go ahead, raise your hand right there in your home. Your family probably already knows it. Um, you know, for some of us, you know, maybe we do better with that. Uh, but for some of us, we really almost, it's like chronic worry. In fact, I, I've talked to people where if there's nothing to worry about, they want to invent something to worry about. Well, in these last days, uh, we've not had to invent something to worry about. Um, we all can be tempted to worry. We're all at times concerned about what's gonna happen in the future. But I, I think we can all be reminded too that God has shown us over and over that, that he loves us. Uh, he's made that clear to us on the cross. And see, when we bring God into our life, when we go to his word, when we spend time in prayer, when we connect with brothers and sisters in Christ, the family of God, then, then God brings that peace. He brings less anxiety to our lives. And so we all at times battle worry. We're concerned about our families, our future, about our, our safety. And listen, if you know you're sitting there saying, well, I, you know, I never worry. Well, you know, we all have stuff. If, if you're saying that, then I would know something that you're probably lying. So that's a concern. We all battle this at times. So none of us are above that. But we're gonna look at a great scripture today, a great story in the Bible from Mark chapter four. So grab your Bible, however you do it today. And let's turn to Mark chapter four, and it's a, it's a great reminder to us from the scripture today that in the midst of the storm, in the midst of difficulty and crisis, God, Jesus Christ, wants to give us peace, all right? So Mark chapter four, when you get there, the context, uh, much of Jesus' teaching, obviously, is in the form of parable. He was taking these complex truths from God, and he was bringing them down to our level just with a story, and they were referred to as parables. And so when Jesus would speak in parables, if you were hungry for God and you wanted to know more, you would lean in. And if you were less concerned and you really didn't want God in your life, then the parable almost could be confusing, and you just thought, well, I heard enough of that, I don't really understand it. And then Jesus would get with his disciples, and he would, you know, unpack it a little bit farther with them. He'd explain exactly what the parable was meaning, all right? And so today, 
uh, as he concludes that, we get to verse 35 of Mark 4, and here's what it says. As evening came, so now it's evening, and Jesus said to his disciples, Let, let's cross over, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat, and they started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. So uh, evening had come, and Jesus said, we're, we're going to cross over. We've got to get to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And the disciples said, okay, we're going, and they're all in. And so today, I've simply entitled this message, How Do We Get to the Other Side? We're obviously today not trying to get to the other side of a lake, to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, but how do we get on the other side of difficulty? How do we get on the other side of crisis? How do we get to the other side when things aren't going well in our life, and in this case, the country? And so I, I wanna think about this. I brought this up here today, you know, this hourglass, because we're gonna talk today about fear as it relates to faith. We're gonna talk about what it means to trust in the moment when we're tested to worry. How do we balance that out? You know, how do we kind of get that? Because again, it's not that we're all walking in faith all the time or walking in fear all the time, but it can come and go and there's that balance. And so I think this story helps us to understand how we do that. We often at GT talk about a bottom line, like just a thought. And I was reading this week, obviously having more time to read even, and I was reading some quotes and I read a quote from Corey Ten Boom. Corey Ten Boom, you can read about her life. Uh, what what difficulty went, she went through. She honored God. She did what was right. She helped people during the Holocaust, and as a result, she was captured, and she had great difficulty in her life. And she has an, a, a lot of amazing quotes, but here's one that I want to kind of stick in our mind as the bottom line of what we're gonna talk about today from the scripture. Corey Ten Boom said, listen, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Boy, I, I'll tell you what, what a, what a powerful thought that is. We don't always know the future. We don't know what's coming, all right? But we can trust a known God with our unknown future. And so Jesus, the first thing that he says to the disciples is, let us cross over to the other side. So, so if you're gonna do that, if we're gonna cross over, if we're gonna get on the other side of anything, how are we gonna do that? We're gonna do that by going with Jesus. We're gonna get in the boat, all right? So the same is true for us. We get to the other side, and here's a thought for us, by choosing trust over worry. We're gonna get to the other side by choosing, choosing trust over worry. We're not gonna live in worry. Yes, there are concerns. Yes, we have doubts at times, but we're gonna, we're gonna choose. We're gonna make a decision. Christianity is not about information. It's about decisions, and we choose to trust over worry. So they got in the boat. Uh, it's interesting to me, you know, uh, the words of Jesus when he talks, boy, we need to listen, obviously, and every word that he says means something. And I really think about that. We can always trust Jesus, and we all have circumstances. So when you think about the boat today, you think about your circumstance, all right? And Jesus obviously says, we're gonna go to the other side. And I wanna encourage you today, wherever you're listening, with your family, friends, whoever, if you're there, there by yourself, you know, I wanna encourage us that you can trust Jesus. Uh, you know, we're going to make it. Look at somebody in your living room, wherever you're watching this today, and say, we're gonna make it. And you know why? Because we belong to the only one who's gonna make it. We belong to Jesus Christ, all right? 
So they were gonna cross over to the other side. Why? Because they had to fulfill what God the Father wanted them to do. There were people in Decapolis on the other side of the Sea of Galilee that needed to hear the gospel. There were people that needed to be, you know, healed. There were demons that needed to be cast out. And Jesus knew that. And so he said, we're gonna cross over to the other side. Can I encourage us in this moment? People are watching. In times of crisis, people are watching us. And that's not to put pressure on us, but people that we know and are connected to, they wanna see how we respond to situations like this. We talk about Jesus, we go to church on a regular basis. And so when crisis hits during the coronavirus, how how is my coworker acting? How is that guy or gal that I know, how are they responding? And here's my thought, that when Jesus is in our boat, when we're we're choosing to trust over worry, I wanna tell you, people will see that we're thinking, we're acting, and we're speaking differently by God's grace to do that. Good can come out of crisis. You say, well, how's that? Well, today you're spending time with your family. That's a good thing. Uh, We can have better conversations with our family in times of crisis. I know through personal crisis, we've had opportunity to talk and have conversations that we may have never had otherwise. I've thought this week, one of the things I've really been praying about are our seniors and seniors in high school, seniors in college. I, I realize 2020, there'll never be another senior year like that. I mean, think about it. It's, things have been put on hold. The pause button has been hit. School has been let out. There's no, you know, NCAA tournament. You know, there, there, that happens. And so my heart breaks for some of those seniors, but those are conversations that you can have with your family. It gives us more time to plan, to think, to pray. We can experience God's peace. Our story can inspire someone else. And I, would, I guarantee you, many of you already know that in times of crisis, the Bible says in Romans eight twenty eight that God, only God, he can take all things. It's not always good what happens in our life, but God can turn it for good. He can make it for good in our life. See, Jesus was going to the other side. He obviously, Jesus always had every confidence that the Father was gonna lead him in his will and for his purposes. And I say, God, give us that resolve. Help us to trust the Father. Help us to get on the other side of whatever God is calling us to. And you say, well, that, that's a problem. I don't, I don't know what's on the other side. That's what creates the worry. That's what creates some of the fear. Listen, here's what we need to remember. God, God knows all about the future. He knows the future. I can trust my unknown future with a known God. God can change the future. Actually, when you look at the word of God, God controls the future. My friends, that's even better because even if we knew what was gonna happen next, do we have the power to change it? No, that's where prayer and faith, that's where trusting comes in, where we honor God and say, God, God, you can change the future. That's why we spend time praying. Life can be hard. Life is very challenging. And even before you can comprehend all that's going on, none of us really know. Again, I thank God for the medical professionals. We need to pray for those that are trying to, you know, find answers to this coronavirus. But you know what? The thing we can do, we can make a commitment. You say, a commitment to what? A commitment to get to the other side. A commitment to keep Jesus in our boat. A commitment to stay in his boat. To choose trust over worry. All right? We talk about getting to the other side. Obviously, the disciples, you know, they were getting to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. But, you know, I think they were getting to the other side of something else. I think they were getting to the other side of their own heart. 
They were getting to the other side of saying, you know what, I don't control my life. I'm a follower of Jesus. I've answered the call. And so I'm letting God lead my life. I'm, I'm trying, you know, many of the times that we worry or have fear is because we lose control. We feel like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And I wanna tell you, we need to get to the other side of that. We're not always gonna know that. And so the first step is to trust God. And, and to this point, you know, the disciples, when you look at the word, uh, he had extended a call to them. They're following him. They had left their fishing business. They had left them their tax collecting business. But now they, they, were, they were listening, all right? They're listening to the teacher. They're watching him raise the dead. They're kind of observing all the wonderful things that he did through his teaching. But now Jesus is saying, we gotta get to the other side. We're not just gonna get to the other side. We're gonna go where we need to go. We're gonna do the work of Jesus Christ. Our, our mission here at GT Church, what is it? It's to reach people and to grow together in Christ. So growing, there's, there's another level. So through this crisis, God is gonna help us grow. Those disciples that day went from being listeners to being journeymen, to being ones that are saying, we're gonna follow, we're gonna go with Jesus, we're gonna engage in the ministry. We're not gonna just listen to him, we're gonna do the work of God, we're gonna serve him, we're gonna participate. That's what we've been learning in the Handcrafted series, right? I know we hit the pause button for that today, but handcrafted, that we've been made to, to be involved. God has shaped us. He's uniquely shaped us to do the work that he's called us to do, all right? So what is Jesus saying to you today? What's he saying to me today? He's saying you need to cross over to the other side. Maybe it, it strictly is this whole deal with the corona. You know, it, it's affecting economics. It's affecting our jobs, our life, our, our daily schedules. I mean, that internal clock, you forget what day it is. Is it time for you to move from being a spectator to being a servant? Is it time to cross over from just being a church goer to being a true follower? That's one of our values. You know, we don't wanna just come to church. We don't wanna just check off another Sunday. We wanna truly follow Christ. We all battle worry. There was a time in my life I, I battled worry. When, I, when I, you know, I think about my recent story, getting hit by the drunk driver, but before that, when I lost my baseball career, I was, you know, 20 years old playing professional baseball, get hit in the face with a 90-mile-an-hour fastball that just about knocked my eye out of my head. And it was, okay, the physical part, I was blind, I wasn't gonna see. But, you know, the bigger concern I had was, what am I gonna do? I wasn't a really good student. I didn't know what career I was gonna have. I just wanted to play baseball. But I'm no longer gonna get paid to do that. So I was concerned. I was worried, like, now what? Now I've gotta study. Now I gotta get a real job. Now I gotta do something, something else. And so... We all battle that at times. But things like today that we're experiencing with this coronavirus, it kind of levels the playing field, right? It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you are. It just levels the playing field. I mean, the NHL has stopped. The NBA has stopped. You know, the NFL draft, you know, what we're gonna do next year, it kind of levels the playing field. I mean, everything has changed. It doesn't really matter who you are. We're not worried about who wins the Super Bowl next year, this or that. It's just, it levels that playing field. It kind of resets the priorities in our entire culture. I, you know, I think about 9-11. You know exactly where you were at 9-11. I was in Carlisle, Pennsylvania when those towers got hit. You know where you were. Lynn was at my, she was at Dick's with my boys, buying cleats, whatever. You just, you remember that moment. But the thing different about that, that situation was that, okay, it happened in a moment, those towers, and then there was a new normal. Now, we travel different, we fly different. One of the concerns we have in this situation is, when's it gonna end? When's it gonna get better? 
it's hard sometimes to choose trust over worry. I mean, think of how it, it evolves. The stock market, up and down. Am I gonna get toilet paper? Up and down, right? We have to make a commitment to cross over. And I think the disciples understood that. That's why they got in the boat. They were not, not only saying with their words, but by their actions, they got in the boat and they crossed over to the other side. Now, let's go back to the scripture. Look at verse 37. So they get in the boat, they're making their way over, but soon, just shows how quickly life can change. But soon, a fierce storm, not just a storm, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. I, you know, that's one of those moments you just have to hit the pause button, stop and say, time out. They're in a boat. I don't know if you've ever been in a boat. I, a couple times in my life, Canada, we've been on, you know what? It was a fierce storm. And, and again, these are fishermen, man. They're, not, they're used to being in a boat. A fierce storm came up. Jesus is in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. If you know a little bit about boats, you know the back of the boat, the stern, is probably the most stable part of it. But I mean, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is sleeping on the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. We need to choose faith over fear. Do we ever have fear? Sure we do. Have we been given a spirit of fear? No, we haven't. We have to choose faith over fear. It's a choice. It's a decision. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. I, you know, that's just, it kind of just such a startling thing when you think about that. I, I looked up the word force, like in, you think of a storm and a thunderstorm where it's force. You know, when you look, look up the definition of force, here's what it says. A push or a pull. Force can move objects. Force can slow down objects. Force can stop things. And that's, that's how we feel kind of in this coronavirus. It's just like, boom, everything's on pause. We're not gonna work the same. We're not gonna do school the same. We're not gonna do anything the same. It's like, stop. There's a force now, a virus, that's gonna stop that. Evening had come, the Bible says. Jesus was tired, I'm sure he was. He's in that boat, he's sleeping. And then the disciples say to him, look at this, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? I mean, they have to wake Jesus up who's sleeping in the back of the boat. It almost makes you chuckle in one sense, but we all feel that at times like, God, are you with me in this crisis? What's God up there doing during the coronavirus? I can tell you right now, God's not nervous. God's not worried. He's God. We can trust him. This week, I was just reading my normal Bible reading. I was in Luke. Jesus says this in uh, Luke 12, 22. Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. He said, look at the ravens. They're not, they're not, they don't go to Giant or Weiss at the grocery store. They're not worried about, you know, I know we're making jokes about toilet paper. They're not worried about nothing. But God feeds them. The Father loves them. Do you think God doesn't love you more than he loves the ravens? This is what Jesus is saying to the disciples. He says, look at the lilies of the valley. Look at those flowers. How do they grow? They don't work to make their clothing. He said, yet Solomon, with all his money, all of his wealth, didn't look as beautiful as the lilies of the valley. I wanna read a scripture to you. I wanna, almost as a prayer, this is the prayer of Paul. It's a powerful prayer. 
And I think this would be good. This, put this on your mirror. You know, put this wherever you get ready in the morning. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7, the New Living Translation. Here's what it says. Paul says, always be full of joy in the Lord. It's not easy to do that always, is it? I'm worried. I'm concerned. What if I get sick? What if, I don't, what if my our finances are affected? Whatever. Always, not, and like Dan said during the worship, we always are to worship God. He says, always be full of joy. Not just on good days. Not when it's sunny and 70, and we all battle this, but always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. That's why I said earlier, people are watching us. So let's, let's act like Christ followers. Let's be considerate. You say, ah, oh, well, this is all a joke. We're not gonna get sick. You know, even their tone of voice, the way we talk, remember the Lord is coming soon. You know, we talk about getting to the other side. We talk about all those things. Let's not forget Jesus Christ is coming soon. Verse six, don't worry about anything. There it is. Don't worry about anything, but instead, so don't worry, but instead pray. Pray about everything. Worship at all times, rejoice at all times, and pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience, notice this, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. What a powerful prayer. And I would encourage you, you got more time? Read that a couple times. I don't know how many times I read that today before I read it for all of us. God wants to guard our heart. God wants to give us peace. We don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Go back to our text, and I'm gonna wrap this up, all right? Uh, in fact, I thought about this. I thought this would be great to use for sermons. Like, just flip it over, and when it's done, then my preaching is done, but we'd be done by three this afternoon, so I had to rethink that. Our main text, Mark 4, verse 39, look at this, powerful. When Jesus woke up, notice this, in the midst of this fierce storm, is sleeping with his head on a cushion. When Jesus woke up, notice what he does. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. And suddenly, as quickly as that storm came up, that quickly that storm stopped. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Man, that's what I'm praying for over our church, our community, our country. Let's pray it over the world. Suddenly, man, 2020, the coronavirus spreading all over the planet. It's affected Berks County. We talk about across the street and around the world. Difficulties can come that way too. Suddenly, the wind stopped. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? I mean, think about that. He's sleeping in the back of the boat, head on a cushion. He wakes up. He speaks to the winds. I mean, okay, raising the dead, I get that. Healing broken bodies. But man, when you're speaking to nature, when you're telling the wind to stop, the disciples were absolutely terrified. That's always interesting to me. There's a lot of terror and anxiety about this coronavirus. But think about, man, when you have a revelation of God Almighty. Think about when God is in your boat. Think about when God says, you know what? Be silent, be still. Now they're more terrified by the guy in their boat than they are by the storm. What a thought. They ask each other, even the wind and the waves, obey him. Like, 
what manner of man is in our boat? Who is this guy? And you know what? They kind of answered their own question. And I think that's what we need to do. We need to remind ourselves who's in our boat. We need to, we need to trust, choose trust over worry. We need to choose faith over fear. The final thing, you know, we need to be choosing to be supportive and not selfish. Can I just remind us today? We need to choose to be supportive. That's why we're kind of honoring. I mean, our governor, Governor Wolf, asked us to do that. We're trying to honor. We're trying to do what's right. We're not trying to cop an attitude and say, well, this is all whatever we're gonna have. No, we're trying to be supportive rather than selfish. Let's do that the way, I mean, if it's down to the way we buy our toilet paper, all right? We need to remember who's in our boat. We need to remember who lives in our heart. Two of the values that I think about is we are not just churchgoers. We are Christ followers. We value that. Today, we can't come to church. Today, we can't be a churchgoer. But you know what? We can still be a follower of Christ. We value people because people matter to God. Let's keep that in mind. Let's be supportive rather than selfish. Our families matter to God. The people we work with matter to God. Jesus not only impacted nature and the wind, but he impacted these men. God wants us to be trusting and prayerful and supportive and cooperative. That's what God wants for us. The disciples became confused. Are we to be more worried about and more fearful of the storm or more respectful? You know, they kind of went from anxiety. I love this. They went from being anxious to being filled with awe. They went from being really scared. I mean, I, even today as, as Marcelin and Sarna were leading us in worship, I thought, man, how, how powerful to be in the presence of God. Is it the way it always is on Sunday morning? No, but it was wonderful. The presence of God is powerful. We need to be willing to get in the boat. We need, we need to choose trust over worry. We need to choose faith over fear. And let's be supportive rather than being selfish. Gang, I want to remind us today, we can trust our unknown future to a known God. I'm going to ask you to just, wherever you are, let's, can we just have a, a moment of prayer together today? You may be watching this podcast or this, however you're listening to it, you're listening to a podcast, you're watching it live right now online, however you're doing that, can I just pray with us today? God, we, we thank you for today. Yes, we thank you. Sometimes it's hard to be joyful. Sometimes it's hard to worship. Sometimes it's hard to do that in the midst of crisis. But God, we want to see the good in it, Lord. We want to see that we're sitting today watching service. We're in the presence of God with our families in our living room. Thank you for the technology, God. Thank you that we can feel less isolated. Thank you that we can even chat online. Thank you that we can still reach out to our small group leaders. Thank you that we have a phone. We can text, we can talk. Thank you for social media. Sure, it can be used for evil, but anything can, God. We want to use it for good. Thank you that we can enjoy your presence. God, I pray your blessing. I pray your peace. God, I pray your word, God, today that we can trust. We, we don't know about the future, but we know you. We can trust our unknown future because we're trusting it to a known God. You've shown us your love. You died on the cross. God, if there's anyone listening today that doesn't know you, it's not about being a church member today. It's not about being a good person. God, it's about having a relationship 
with Jesus Christ. I pray that you'll just continue to draw them, God. Even if they do, let them reach out to us, God, through the internet, through our website, God. We want to reach out to them. And God, for our church family, God, I pray your blessing. I pray that you would speak peace to the storm we're in. Speak peace over America. Speak peace over the world, over Berks County, over our school districts, over our our students and our families. God, peace be still. Help us to enter into that worship. Help us to trust you, God. You're such a good and faithful God. We honor you today. Bless us today in your name.